0: Hey, Emma. Yeah, Tyler. I don't know if our listeners know this, but we're actually recording this series in one day. Just one long recording session.
1: That we are. It's funny how recording and podcasting work out when you have to get things done in a time constraint.
0: We're literally just sitting here in a room talking about over the garden wall for hours.
1: Yeah, but it's not like we haven't done that before. Why are you bringing it up right now?
0: I just mean, it's just us here. In this room.
1: Yep, that's how recording works.
0: Here we are, just the two of us.
1: Yeah, we are the only two recording, but Aaron comes up at the end of each episode to stop us and set us up for the next one. Like ships
0: upon a winding river.
1: Tyler, are you okay?
0: This has to stop. And yet... (laughs) Somehow, we found each other.
1: Tyler, I've known you for like six years, and I know we've been in this room for a long time, and you're probably starting to get a little loony, but let's just take a deep breath and start recording the episode. (sighs)
0: Okay, you're right. You're right, I'm sorry. I am Tyler Strandberg. And
1: I'm Emma Meyer. And
0: you're listening to Keyframe Reframe.
1: On this podcast, we watch the Cartoon Network show Over the Garden Wall and analyze the plot, themes, and characters. At
0: the end of each episode, we'll talk about who our favorite character was, as well as give the episode a rating on a scale of 1 to 10.
1: You're listening to Keyframe Reframe.
0: Yeehaw.
1: You know, it is sweltering hot up here in the recording studio. Is it? We have been working on this for a long time. I don't blame... Yeah. I don't blame your little spin out we'll call it thank
0: you it. i was <laughs> i was losing it i had to be recentered you what is that um You know, when you're about to go out and you're listening to that, like, meditative music, and it's like, repeat after me. I am okay. Yeah. I am okay. (laughs) Intrusive thoughts are not real.
1: Oh, my God. Please tell me that's not something you do before you go out. Oh,
0: no, it's not. I definitely have to hype myself up before I go out.
1: Entering back into, like, a not-quite-post-pandemic world, that makes sense. But today, we are talking about the seventh episode of over the garden wall. We are in the thick of it. Into the, are- thick
0: of the- <laughs> Into the thick of it. Into the thick of it. Sorry. Are- I'm so sorry.
1: Totally going to date when we recorded this. Yes. <laughs> but we are. We're in the thick of this.
0: Don't sing it again. <laughs> <laughs> we are jumping through the bush. <laughs> oh, no, no, we push. Sorry. Okay. I'm well, done now. I promise. <laughs> no,
1: you're good. You're good. So the seventh episode is titled... The ringing of the bell.
0: (gasps) Greg, Wirt, and Greg's frog encounter the woodsman who warns them that the beast is ready to claim them. They run from the woodsman and come across a lonely cottage in which they come across a young girl named Lorna and her caregiver, Auntie Whispers, who uses a bell that can control Lorna with its ringing and puts her constantly to work. The brothers help Lorna to escape by helping her finish her housework early. It is then revealed that Lorna is constantly put to work to prevent her from turning into a horrific demon, which only the bell can control. Greg shakes his frog, who has eaten Auntie Whisper's bell, and Wirt commands the demon to leave Lorna's body and never return. After leaving Lorna and Auntie Whisper's, Wirt begins to lose hope of ever leaving the unknown, which pleases the beast who was watching from afar. I feel like that was a really long-winded synopsis. I mean, but
1: it is everything that happens. It is, yeah. I mean, you left out the middle school romance, high school romance, but we'll get to that. That was part of
0: the cold open, okay? (laughs)
1: This episode premiered on Cartoon Network on November 6th, 2014, and was written by Patrick McHale, Bert Yoon, and Tom Herpich.
0: You know, Emma, it shouldn't take me by surprise every time we say the dates that these episode premieres, but it does every single time that this series premiered in, like, one week.
1: Oh, my gosh. Uh, Well, it premiered in, like three days right it was like three or four yeah I mean Tyler what were you doing in 2014 instead of watching the premiere of over the garden wall
0: oh god okay I'm really gonna date myself here even though I'm not that old but (laughs) um fall 2014 was my senior year Mm -hmm. of high school so what was I doing then Um, I would have been done with marching band at the time. Oh, my God. Um, Which
1: we referenced in an earlier episode about band camp.
0: (laughs) Um, I probably would have been starting to get into the thick of show choir because competition season started in January. So we would have been, like, really kicking up rehearsals and Mm. starting to get ready for going to competition.
1: But instead, so you were doing that instead of consuming the art that is over the garden wall.
0: I was. And honestly, looking back, wrong choice
1: yeah yeah I'd yeah. say
0: show choir is not a good choice kids don't do it <laughs> just watch Glee instead just watch Glee
1: instead
0: <laughs> no and that's a big joke because my show choir was a nationally ranked one so oh when I was god. in show choir in high school I always got so mad when people were like oh so it's like Glee I'd be like no it's not and it's now better than that <laughs> years years and years and years separated from high school show choir and Glee I'm like yeah no they were the same thing
1: oh my god <laughs>
0: All right, let's uh, dive into the thick of it.
1: Yes. (laughs) Jumping from show choir to To this very very, creepy episode of Over (laughs) the Garden Wall.
0: Okay, so things to know, as always, Auntie Whispers is revealed in this episode to be Adelaide's sister.
1: That blew my mind and I'm not gonna lie that was not something that I caught in my first handful of watches mm-hmm. of Over the Garden
0: Wall it wasn't in mine either they don't look alike either right like, Auntie Whispers is like this very like big figure mm-hmm. and um Adelaide is just like what you would normally think when you think yeah. a stereotypical old woman I mean you they're know? both
1: very pale mm-hmm. that's about it you know they're like yeah a pearly complex they
0: are both voiced by men yes so yes Connection there.
1: hmm hmm Um, another fun fact about this gorgeous and not spooky family is that the name Lorna was coined for the book from the book, excuse me, Lorna Dune, a romance of x Interesting. Yeah. Uh, that book is about a young woman uh with a dead family who is hidden away but falls in love with a young man. Wait,
0: that's what happens in this episode. I
1: uh I might talk about this more in the series wrap-up, but Mm -hmm. I feel it. I feel it bubbling up right now. I don't get the romance thing Mm -hmm. that happens here, right? Because, like, we already know that Wirt loves Sarah. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I guess Lorna is kind of, like Sarah and that she's a young woman who's the same age as Mort but I didn't I don't get it
0: I will definitely be talking about that in my rating of this episode
1: oh okay so
0: we can revisit this topic we'll
1: circle back but um.
0: oh yeah, this makes sense. So I talked about how Auntie Whispers is a, like a large figure. Right. Um, so that's because she may have been as inspired by Yubaba and Zaniba from the movie Spirited Away.
1: Gorgeous. Who
0: Gorgeous. are also like, you know, witchy figures.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Me too. And I also look exactly like both of them. Follow you know, me on Instagram to see. No, I I'm kidding. <laughs> i an
0: old woman. I think that's exactly what I'm going to look Do like. Do you think
1: you'll look more like Auntie Whispers or um, Adelaide?
0: Ooh, wow, that's hard. I thought you were going to say Auntie Whispers or Yubaba. and I was like, Yubaba, easily. Ooh, Yubaba yeah. has more of a fashion sense than Auntie Whispers <laughs> does. But um, Auntie Whispers or Adelaide, huh? Well, Auntie Whispers is nicer than Adelaide, mm. but I gotta, I gotta say, like Adelaide is like cinched for the gods. Mm. She has her little witch's hat, yep, and like she has that cloth that like. All the capes and stuff. Yeah, the spidery capes. That's, I think, what I want to go for. Mm. Auntie Whispers just looks like a pilgrim.
1: Yeah. I mean, my favorite food is turtles. So I think I'm going to be. That was a joke. Oh my God. I was
0: so concerned for a second. I was like, you've eaten turtles. No, I haven't (laughs) eaten turtles. What the heck? (laughs) Well, I mean, you do like fish more than more other meats. So yeah, that's true. I would not,
1: if I also like.
0: Surprise! Um, if you had true dabbled in turtle culinary. My
1: goodness. <laughs> okay. Well, Auntie Whispers was also voiced by Tim Curry. Period. Love that.
0: <laughs> Love that journey for him. Okay. So this episode, I think, kind of features this like theme along with like a few other themes that like we're constantly going around, and that is that Wert and Greg are lost, and they are trying to find their. Way. Mm, and this episode mm, is just really kind of, represent of rep- representative mm-hmm, of that mm-hmm. whole endeavor.
1: Yes, absolutely. We see the boys in a similar position that they were at the beginning of the series. But the position that they're in is arguably more dire because they've been betrayed. Yeah. I and mean, they're like, still living in like the shadow of that betrayal.
0: Yeah. Um, I like how Wirt is trying to like constantly like step up and be the leader. I mean, I think in the beginning of this episode, he constantly saying, like, we don't need Beatrice, blah, 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 blah. But -hmm. it's very clear he doesn't know what he's doing right now either.
1: I mean, but he's also taking the woodsman's advice from the, like, first episode, right? Where he's like, Mm -hmm. you are the older sibling. Mm -hmm. You need to be responsible. Is
0: that what we call growth?
1: I guess. It could Mm -hmm. be, even if he's bad at it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, like, like I was saying, before they had Beatrice to guide them, They had, like, a goal to work towards, you know, like, their whole To Adelaide of the Pasture song, which is very cute.
1: But now they're just surviving.
0: Yeah, they're just kind of wandering aimlessly. They don't know who to talk to or what exactly to Mm -hmm. do to get home. They just have these, the woodsman's, like, cryptic words. Yeah.
1: And then they walk themselves into a creepy situation.
0: I actually enjoy how, like, Wert's kind of, like, looking around, and he's like, now what do we do? And Greg's like, okay, as long as we don't go into that creepy cottage, and Wirt's like, hey, look, a cottage! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... Uh, that It's right after that, too, where Greg is like, ain't that just the way? Ain't
1: that just the way?
0: God, I love that. That has Favorite become line. a part of my everyday vocabulary. Oh,
1: absolutely. I think anybody who has watched Over the Garden Wall seriously says, ain't that just the way? Ain't that just
0: the way? It just feels, like, so natural as compared to, like, some of the other... Like little quotes like, that's a rock fact. You can't say that in your Like use.
1: (laughs) I also feel like a cowboy when I say it, which (laughs) I love.
0: I feel like a very, um, I don't know, like 1920s kind of Mm. like. um,
1: Like a, well, this isn't necessarily 20s, but like Clark Gable type. Yeah, like,
0: like, well, ain't that just the way. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) totally,
1: totally. Speaking of Wurt and Wurt being
0: terrible, <laughs> and Wurt being terrible, Wow. I really go, tell me how you really. I really feel. go back
1: and forth on being like Wurt's great, and then like Wurt is the worst. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> Do we think Wurt and Worst sound alike? I'm not saying anything, but
0: I, is his name? Is his full name actually Wurt, or is it short for something? Let's... I think his name is just Wurt. Mm. As far as I'm seeing. Um, so I checked the fandom wiki, and that said it's just worked. Hmm. And normal old Wikipedia also says his name is just Word. I was watching videos, like, preparing for the series wrap-up. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, maybe in one of those videos, they said, like, what his original name was supposed to be. That <gasps> sounded kind of close to Word, and then was shortened to Wirt. So I might have to go back and Definite check that like a, out. Definitely. And we can talk about it then. But, yeah, it's, like, it's very clear that Word here is feeling very betrayed by what be, like, by Beatrice, you know, mm-hmm. um, because they, they developed a little bond. They kind of connected, yeah. especially during um, the Quincy Endicott episode. And he doesn't, he's, he's trying to step up and be a leader, but he really doesn't know what he's doing without her. Mm.
1: And Greg only further exacerbates his frustrations by constantly... Reminding him that he doesn't have a plan and he doesn't know where he's going. And um, I also don't have a plan. I also don't know where I'm going. So I understand why that's irritating. Ain't
0: that just the way? Hey.
1: Hey.
0: Honestly, I think that's just the millennialslash Gen Z experience these days when you're (sighs) just living.
1: Yes. (laughs) And that's why we love Over the Garden Wall. (laughs) It
0: is so representative. Well, well, I won't talk about the
1: end yet. Never mind.
0: Okay, so I think you had some stuff that you wanted to say about Lorna, right? Like oh, some of your own gosh. research that you so, wanted to talk about.
1: Yeah. So, okay, first of all, the fact that Lorna is like sick and has a cough and on this last watch that I had was something that was really interesting to me. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about other characters in the show who were also sick, right? So Adelaide had a cough. Um
0: Oh, that's right. You talked about that, yeah,
1: yeah. and I think I think it's representative of there being like a demon in you, you know, and I talked about this Ooh, in the last episode, but and again, this is my own hypothesis. But I think it has something to do with like how witches were created in culture, like in the sixteenth, seventeenth, eighteenth century, you know, I guess, like maybe the way people viewed health. Mm-hmm. So they just kind of gave her a little character cough.
0: I think that's really interesting. Thank you. It's almost kind of like, oh, there's something there's something not right about you. There's something off.
1: Right. You know? Right. Like why are
0: you sick? Right. I was going to make a joke about how we shouldn't trust anyone now who coughs, but, you know, living in a... Oh, yeah, because they're probably possessed. Well, I was thinking living in a semi-post-pandemic world. Yeah. Well, by the time this episode premieres, I hope we are post-pandemic. I am also skeptical of everyone and anyone who coughs. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Like, (laughs) what... Do you have the roni? Get away from me.
1: Get away. Um, I will say also in relation to... Lorna as a character, I think her reveal in the closet as a demon Mm -hmm. for me is like the scariest moment of the show. Yeah.
0: I kind of like, it makes me question like what her intentions are because like... Lorna, not possessed, like, still accepts Greg's and Wirt's help. And still, like, after Auntie whispers, is like, no, get away from her. Mm-hmm. She still takes them into the closet. Like, she's not possessed by this demon yet. Right. So, it's like, okay, so is not demon Lorna, like, still have bad intentions? Like, oh, what's going on I don't here? know.
1: I don't know. Yeah, I think she's, I think it is, like, kind of a Jekyll and Hyde thing, though. Like, I think she does get possessed mm-hmm. when... You know, she kind of gets that way. And, of course, we learn that Auntie Whispers hypnotizes her, I guess, to get yeah, her to work. Yeah. To distract her from being in that space. Um
0: It's like she has to constantly stay busy to, so the demon doesn't, like, take mm-hmm. over or something. Mm-hmm. But, like, what constitutes as staying busy? Like, is it just housework or I something? I think
1: so. I don't know. Or... Sounds like it. It seems like it's worked in the past. Seems Um, like
0: a very stereotypical thing to put a female character through. Like, oh, well, she has to stay busy, so she must be put to Mm -hmm. housework.
1: Yeah. Again, I feel like that's maybe just like a a 16th or 17th century literary trope. After I said that, I was
0: like, it it might just be more a time period thing.
1: I don't know. And I also think that her health, her demon... Ness. Even the way, like, Auntie Whispers is presented to us as a character, right? Like, I think they have— re- Well, I think Lorna's condition does have a relationship with the Beast, right? Mm-hmm. Because what Lorna is looking for is souls. Yeah. I think they're—
0: Interesting. I,
1: yeah, I think they're— Thank you. I think they're intertwined. There we go. That's the
0: connection. Okay.
1: Hey!
0: <laughs> okay, well— Morna, interesting character. Yeah, but Emma. Who is your favorite character this episode?
1: Well, my favorite character was absolutely Auntie Whispers. If anything, really? Yes, I'm kind
0: of obsessed with that. <laughs>
1: I mean, I feel like I all of my favorite characters in Over the Garden Wall are just like weirdos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, but I like. I like the Auntie Whisper's archetype. I love seeing her be this, like, very creepy. Like, I really need to learn more about, like, why she was designed the way that she was. To mm-hmm. I mean, like, of course, she looks like characters in Spirited Away, right? But, mm-hmm. like, I, I just love the way that she's presented. Mm-hmm. And then, like, she's revealed to be this very caring person. And, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I like...
0: Well, it's going back to that theme that we've been bringing up is that, like, things aren't as they appear exactly. in the unknown. You know, like, you think Lorna is this good character, and you think Lorna is someone you can trust, and Auntie Whispers is the one controlling her. Totally. And, like, she's, on. they even say, like, oh, I thought Auntie Whispers was the one who eats children. Right. <laughs> and then it turns out she's not. She
1: just eats turtles, which is also my favorite food.
0: Yes, because (laughs) you have eaten turtles before, as I just found out about turtles today.
1: Turtles are not seafood, everybody.
0: (laughs) You know, who can never be sure?
1: Who can never be sure? Tyler, who was your favorite character for this episode?
0: My favorite character this episode was Greg. Oh, Um, say more. He's the only one who's just talking straight sense this episode. Yeah, that's true. Like, we're just (laughs) not doing a good job. He's kind of being mean. And I can't, like... This might be really stupid but I love the like recurring joke about a magical tiger that Greg keeps bringing up. Yes! So, like when Beatrice said she owes them a favor, he was like, "Can you give me a magical tiger?" and he's like, "That's I'm not a, like can't grant you a wish totally." I like owe you a favor. <laughs> and like he brings up a magical tiger again. Then in this episode when he's like ringing the bell, he goes like, "The ringing of the bell commands you to uh turn into a magical tiger." Cute. <laughs> it's so adorable. I love it. Love it. Okay, what did you rate this episode, Emma?
1: I gave this episode a six.
0: Wow, your lowest rating so far. Yeah,
1: and you know, although I appreciate Auntie Whispers as a character, mm-hmm. um, and the scene in the closet with Lorna is the scariest part of the show, I think that's a cool reveal. Mm-hmm. I think... The role that this episode plays in the landscape of the rest of Over the Garden Wall is the one that stands out to me as like, it just, it doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. You know, it just, it doesn't push the story ahead. I feel like in the same way that other episodes do. I mean, like, I remember you said in the Quincy Endicott episode that you felt the same way that it was just kind of like a nonsense episode, but... I think the difference for me in this episode is, like, we don't necessarily learn anything new about any of the characters. We just see Beatrice kind of, like, looking over the boys, and the thing that I dislike the most is the weird romance between Lorna Mm -hmm. and Wirt. It doesn't Mm -hmm. make sense. It's just, like, yeah, it's out of nowhere, and it stuck out, and I didn't care for it. Yep,
0: nope. I completely agree with Everything that you just said. Whoa,
1: look at us. Yes. What
0: did you give this for a rating? So um, I like to go like in the middle, like a five is I did not enjoy it. I did not not enjoy it, just neutral. Yeah. So whenever I'm like considering an episode, I usually base it off that. I'm like, did I like this episode or did I not like it? hmm And Emma, <gasps> I didn't like this episode. Oh,
1: my God. What did you give it?
0: I gave it a four. Okay. Because I still think it is Good. There are a lot of, like, fun things in there that mm-hmm. we can dig into. But just, like, personal enjoyment, I don't think it's very good. Yeah. The writing of this episode I don't think is great, like mm-hmm. other episodes have been. Especially the placement of this episode I think is very, very poor. Totally. Um, I have a lot of notes, so I'm just going to go through no, them. No, please. Um, you're yeah, I naming was... things that I also felt. No, you're okay. I, was, I think this is the only episode I, like, actively don't like there are other episodes where it's like it's not my favorite but it's pretty good do you know what i mean i totally agree um and it it doesn't make sense like it's placed weirdly i feel like i feel like this is an episode that should have been before they went to go see adelaide i yes like maybe right before after the quincy endicott episode it should have been this episode should have been right there yep but that doesn't really make sense either because then like they would still be with Beatrice, and the whole dynamic with Beatrice would have not worked with this episode. Yeah,
1: I feel like there's a way they could have written it, though, where, like, I don't know, Beatrice maybe could have still not been in the episode. Like, there could have been, like, a fight at the beginning, and Beatrice being like, fine, if you don't need me, then I'll go, and then she...
0: Yeah. Can come back
1: at the end or whatever. I also think I like that idea a lot. Not that we can rewrite over the garden wall, but mm-hmm. I think the introduction of um, Auntie Whispers and then learning that she's Adelaide's sister, I think would be a really interesting build up to the moment.
0: Yeah. I think, too, that would have been a really good excuse for. Beatrice to to show like foreshadow her betrayal a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You know? Because mm-hmm. like they have a connection in the fifth episode and then in the sixth episode, she's feeling pretty bad that she's leading them to Adelaide. If this episode was wedged between those, um, before the frog episode, then it would have been made more reason as to like why she feels bad. She would have been like, Okay, well, Auntie Whispers was right, I'm leading them right into a trap. Mm-hmm. And like, you could have put in this episode to like they get away because Beatrice is telling them that Auntie Whispers is crazy and, like, doesn't know what she's talking about. Like, Adelaide's the good,
1: like, the good woman at
0: the pasture. And, like, Auntie Whispers is controlling, like, this young woman and, Mm -hmm. like, eats children. Like, they, you know, they could have done that. She
1: has a child servant. Yeah,
0: exactly. But... Ugh, I mean I we learned know.
1: that Lorna isn't, but yeah, no, I totally agree with your notes. Yeah.
0: Um, okay, I also don't really like Auntie Whispers. <laughs> um-
1: <laughs> you don't like Tim Curry?
0: No, Everybody's on Tim, Tim, Tim Curry. Everybody's on Tim Curry. But I don't like Auntie Whispers. I just this doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. She says like you know I do this for you, but com- commands Lorna around the entire time and like clearly she could have just commanded the spirit to leave like Greg did mm-hmm. and like she confesses that it's because she's afraid like Lorna will leave otherwise and the solution to save Lorna is like so simple. Yeah. <laughs> like it doesn't. It doesn't even feel earned. It doesn't feel justified. It kind of just feels like a cop out. Mm. Um, the fact that Auntie Whispers is like doing all this stuff to Lorna just to keep her around feels kind of manipulative and like key abusive. Um, For sure, and don't get me wrong. Like the show was filled with really simple solutions to seemingly like life threatening problems, right? Like in the Mm -hmm. first episode, the dog coughs out a turtle, right, Mm -hmm. and that's it. Or even like in um, the Endicott episode, which we keep bringing up, like we find out that it's not a ghost in his house; it's just like another person, whatever. Super simple solutions, but at least those like made sense with the narrative, and like at the time, like it was like so unimportant. But like now, like this feels like it's kind of getting pushed into a more serious area mm-hmm. and also like those made sense with like where they were at in that moment you know they are getting attacked by this dog and then suddenly like he coughs it up you know mm-hmm. and then like oh like they have to travel to see this ghost you know or mm-hmm. you know but this feels like something that auntie whispers could have done like months ago
1: yeah yeah
0: um that was a little rambly
1: no but- no not at all i think I'm glad that we landed in the same place on this episode.
0: We do average at a five. You give it a six, I gave it a four. Which is not good, not
1: bad. Yeah,
0: I think that's appropriate.
1: That's all we have for this episode. A huge thank you goes out to producer and audio engineer Aaron Bogan, along with their production company, Sonivent Productions, and AA Watermelons on Twitter, who made our cover art.
0: Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It helps more people find us. Don't forget to tell a friend about the show or share the show if you like it.
1: Please feel free to reach out to us. Our email is keyframereframe at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram, both at keyframereframe.
0: I'm Tyler Strandberg, the host, creator, and head writer of this show. You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram, both at TylerJohn7. That's T-Y-L-E-R-J-O-N and the number seven.
1: I'm Emma Meyer, the co-host of this show. You can follow me on Instagram at Emily Meyer. That's E-M-M-A-L-E-I-G-H-M-Y-H-R-E.
0: Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.